I've seen I've seen fabric places at like Michael's, which is like an arts and crafts. I'm store. sorry that you can't find all the fabrics that you need for all your arts. And Listen, crafts. <laughs> OK, Jessica wants bright yellow curtains that yeah. also block out the light. See how counter weird that is. So you have to have a fabric yellow on one side, nice and bright and vibrant. And then on the back side, you sew in a plastic like whale resistant. skin. Yeah, yeah get exactly. And so, you know. Walmart, you let me down. <laughs> but Kmart, cool. you, you might not be because if I ever find one, it might have. It'll be still. an abandoned building. Yeah. <laughs> With some fabric in it. I can just take whatever Probably. I want. You can take all the scraps you want. Carpet remnants, probably. <sighs> I just want small floral patterns of green and yellow. So you can make shorts out of them. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about some play clothes for the kid? <laughs> <laughs> and by the kid in our household, it's our dog Rain. So she needs shorts too. Okay, German, yeah. Austrian uh, play clothes. You said kid, and I was like, oh, what's going on? Our, "Well, I wish one day we'll see." As God allows, and on His timing. Just like you so this get, one's going weird already. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that pre-roll, yep. Baby, that cold open. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to start? Yeah, I'm Zach. I'm Colin, and I'm Bob. And wait, wait. And I'm Jamie. And welcome to the House Plants Podcast. I almost did it. <laughs> we're here to talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus. Woo! And nice. many, 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 many more things. Yeah. <laughs> but mostly the mission of Jesus today. Well, today, yes. That's, this, <laughs> I'd say we cover most in, in the last 58 episodes now uh, that have aired. Uh, I would say maybe like four. 50% of them are mission of Jesus and then 25 percent are media or that's music. okay. The mission of Jesus is a very big subject. Not that music and media are not big subjects, but so the question is just like how the Trinity is the Trinity. And some people put <laughs> emphasis go. specifically on Jesus being the most important, which may or that's up in the air. We've talked about that before with worship. We music. have. So now here's the question. Of our trinity of three things that we talk about, which is the three most people, <laughs> the mission of Jesus, right? Isn't there a correlation there? Which I mean, house plant is more more important? Well, we'll let, we'll let our audience vote and decide. <laughs> <laughs> Given the fact that I'm usually the one who says mission of Jesus, I'm. I, I mean, we got to say Bob has the also, I don't know. Right maybe, maybe, the inside track. I, I there would know. be no sound without Bob, except that. When Bob's not here, there's, there's also th- sound. Yeah, there is still sound. <laughs> <laughs> as as the last two episodes proved. So Zach. Before we get started, as always, yeah. we're going to do some worship. Tell us about this song. Yeah, um, I wrote this today, and Colin helped. And I <laughs> he helped with one line. Colin's got one line. See if you can <laughs> guess. Um, well, that's kind of like um, words aren't everything. Where I've got like you have a whole of, verse. I do have a verse. You helped me construct yeah. the bridge. And true, yeah. true. But um, yeah, we were going to do possibly a hymn called "I Have a Charge to Keep." was a Charles Wesley hymn mm-hmm. and I was looking at it and I was having trouble learning it. And then I, this chorus just kind of popped in my head as I was playing around with it. And I was like, I want to chase this. <laughs> so I kind of like worked it. on this song today. And so, yeah, in it, the podcast, the way yeah. we've done this podcast, it has kind of helped inspire us in like a more expedient way yeah. than in the past where you're kind of stuck. 
See, that's one of the things too that's very fun about, I guess, writing music or any kind the of- pressure to like finish by six o'clock to record it is really fun. I mean, that is <laughs> obviously that's a joke, but think about like Jessica did some of her most amazing artwork when she was uh-huh. in art class and yeah. had like objectives, right? Yeah. yeah. And so now we're talking about specific subject yeah. matter, and God is kind of like. I would say inspiring yeah. us appropriately yes. to accomplish the goal of what we're trying to talk yeah. about. Well, there, cool. there are those who, who will actually say that that a um, a goal without a timeline is nothing but a wish. Mm. Mm. That sounds like Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Very well might be. So, 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 <laughs> yeah, all, that sounds that like something a something type those one on the Someone Enneagram would say. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. So yeah, this is a song um, that doesn't have a title, I guess, but it's a, I, I maybe I would call it "This Is My Charge," um, and it is about justice and the charge for justice that God gives us and also empowers us to do through the Holy Spirit. So it has a lot of scripture in it about um, showing justice to the poor and the oppressed and things like that. Isaiah, Isaiah, Micah six, eight. Micah, Amos five. Um, and then a little bit of John 15 here about kind of how we're rooted to that. Um, but yeah, this is a song about justice and let's do it. Hope y'all like it. Let justice roll like a river 
in the charge I have to keep. Amen. Amen. Sorry. Kinda, we kind of messed around and changed things up there at the end. A hey little man, bit. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were, I thought you were ending. That was kind of like the song Layla. You know what I'm talking about, Jamie? I do. Where at the end it's like, <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, wait, there's a whole piano song at the end of this. <laughs> so, Jamie is here. Yeah, buddy. Jamie. Yeah, buddy. Hey, Jamie. Say hi. hi, Jamie. I'm just honored to be in the presence of such musical genius. We <laughs> wouldn't call it genius, but we would say that we strive for excellence as the Lord calls us to do. And he does. So well done. <laughs> so, um, Jamie, why don't you talk a little about yourself, man? Just tell us. Uh, well, well, before we do that, we want to open in prayer. We do, but I want to hear from oh, Jamie really quick. Just to, to, sorry, you know, sorry. before he yeah. prays, I want to, you know. So, Jamie, who are you? Who the heck are you? <laughs> uh, Jamie Jordan. Um, I am an associate pastor at Richmond First United Methodist Church. Uh, in my current role, about three years, I guess. Uh, a lot of my ministry has been in youth ministry, which was uh, a whole lot more fun. But, uh, you know, God calls and we go. So there's that. I'm a... Uh, Husband of Stacy, we've been married about 17 years and uh, three kids. So that's me. That's awesome. And yeah. didn't you uh, kind of start in youth? Like, what I'm asking is, like, when you first got going into <coughs> ministry, you were originally kind of in a youth program yourself, right? If I remember correctly. Growing up, I grew up in the, specifically in the United Methodist Church, and uh, I don't know if that's what you're asking or not. But, no, I meant uh, like you. You were. You were kind of first meeting with God through like a youth program. You told me that a long time ago. Yeah, I when I that. first got back into the church in my mid-20s, I started as the computer guy for a uh, mm-hmm. contemporary service that we had at church called Saturday Night. So I was coming off of, uh, gosh, a really broken part of my life. And I remember sitting in the sanctuary one day at church uh, by myself, and they were talking about this uh, new worship service. And I'd never been, I never volunteered in church before, even though I'd uh, been raised in church. Our involvement, you know, was pretty nil other than just sitting and warming up a pew. Um, I don't know. And just uh, felt a call. I, I pulled out this insert out of the bulletin and, and uh, there was a lot of stuff on there that I couldn't do, but one of them said computer help. And I happened to be working for IBM at the time. I was like, yeah, I think I can do this. Um, so <laughs> I went and uh, talked to him, and I showed up, you know, there in Fellowship Hall on one Saturday night, and uh, I met this girl there, and she was doing the computers and needed some help, and I don't know, a couple of years later, I was calling her my wife, and so, you know, <laughs> isn't that sweet? I mean, God calls, and, you know, and there I was, thought I was following Jesus. Wait, so people met, like, outside of a computer to date? <laughs> you said there was a computer involved. Are you talking Look, about a dating I, website? Or? Uh, the other thing about Jamie did you, Jordan. Did you have to swipe? I'm old school. Okay. <laughs> old, old school is the best school. So, uh, you know, that's me. Oh, so like MySpace. I actually talked to her in person <laughs> before the, MySpace. See what I'm she doing? was in my top eight. Okay. Well, See what you. I did there. See, I know things. Uh, thank you, Jamie. Uh, we, we usually have the guest pray, and Bob was talking about that before. Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but um, if you wouldn't care to pray for our uh, our podcast tonight, that'd be super. That'd be great. Awesome. Yeah, let's do that. God, thank you for the opportunity to be here with uh, good friends. I thank you for the ministry and the work that they do. Lord, I pray that our conversation here uh, would be uh, spirit led 
and Lord would just give you glory. I pray for all those uh, that would listen to this conversation. And Lord, I pray that by your spirit, uh, you would use uh, just the conversation here uh, to inspire, to uh, encourage, to give hope. And Lord, I pray uh, uh, through your power that you'll use it to change lives even. And I pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 In the name of Jesus. That's, That's right. his way of doing it. We all, uh, every person that prays, they, they have their own, they kind of like the way they phrase the end. Yeah. That's right. So in the name of Jesus. Great. Yeah. I like that one. Cool. I made it up. Whoa. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Original. <laughs> I tell you old school. So, so we have, um, Jamie on, he's our guest. And, um, Jamie is a person that we, um, have, witnessed give a lot of his time and has given his heart to local missions. So that's kind of what we are talking about today. We got kind of a two parter sort of thing coming up Mm -hmm. where we're going to talk about a local uh, ministry that takes place here in Madison County. It probably happens other places as well. Um, But we know it as room in the end. So Jamie, why don't you tell us a little bit about room at the end and how you all got started and, and what it is. All right. Uh, we'll start, I guess, with what it is. Uh, Room in the Inn, it, uh, an obvious uh, takeoff of where uh, Jesus enters into uh, our world and there's no room in the end for him. So this whole deal, this whole ministry is about declaring that uh, mm-hmm. there's room in the end for Jesus and for some other people as well. And uh, basically, it uh, originated out of Nashville. You can go to roominthein.org mm-hmm. and read up on all that. They do that uh, at an amazing. Well, thank you. They do that at an amazing uh, level there. Uh, but it's pretty common sense. It makes um, it makes us all good stewards because what it does is basically just say, uh, allow your church buildings to be homeless shelters at night. What a concept, uh, because, you know, these church buildings, there's not a whole lot happening in them, uh, probably, you know, between like 7 p.m. and 7 a.m., and yet we uh, still manage to keep them heated and all that, but they sit there empty, and there's a lot of people out there on the street, uh, you know, that could be sleeping in those buildings. Um, so mm-hmm. Wait, wait, me, wait. Can I just ask something, Jamie? You, so You just did. So you're not making any money on this, and you're actually, like, spending money. So what's like, uh, I hate to be rude, but what's the point? I mean, <laughs> what's the catch? What, right. What's the, what, what do you get out of it? What do I get out of it? Man, that's a, that's uh, a great See what question. I'm doing? That's I'm being facetious. Question. Yes. <laughs> Never known you to be that way, Colin. <laughs> All right. So um, how did it begin? Uh, this wasn't really in my uh, plan to, to do this. This is not in my job description as an associate pastor, um, but it is somewhat connected and uh, you guys uh, well, kind of know what I'm talking about. So uh, I lead a service called Thrive. It's on Sunday evenings. Great service. Uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. We've and, all been and in part because of those who have been involved in. Those oh yeah, who for are. everybody listening, me and Zach uh, both have been worship leader at Thrive. Um, we, we've done tons of ministry with Jamie, so it's yep. like a nice reunion. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, 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 and for disclosure, I actually refer to Jamie as my pastor, so I'm a little biased towards. And it. Bob has done sound for Thrive. I'm it's doing it's, sound. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it is doing sound. Sorry, I just yeah. ver- verb right. tense matter <laughs> when we were there like oh, yeah. we we're all there together. oh yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so all right so all three of you guys uh will know uh so thrive ends around seven o'clock and uh, 
you know, we'll have all the chit chat in the fellowship after the service. And uh, the, the cool thing we do at Thrive, one of the reasons I love it is we have a meal before that. So that meal will draw in all sorts of folks that just even off the street, maybe they're a lot of them are just there for the food, you know? Um, yeah. And so they're going to come and eat. Maybe they stick around for worship. Maybe they don't. Uh, there's one couple in particular um, that are, aren't around anymore, but whether they know it or not, Room in the Inn Enrichment exists because of them. And uh, this was last winter, and it was one of those really cold nights. The wind's blowing, and I don't know, maybe it's in the 20s or the teens. And uh, it's about 8 p.m., and um, they've been there the whole time, and they've hung around inside because they they had nowhere to go, basically. Uh, I, I have to tell them, you know, I'm the last one there. I have to, guys, you can't stay in the building. I mean, I've got to go. I'm getting ready to lock the doors. And so, you know, they were cool and they walked out the doors. Um, and, uh, so I go out and grab my keys, fish them out of my pocket and I'm locking, uh, the outside of the door. And it's just over, uh, to my right out of the corner of my eye, kind of, uh, they're sitting there, um, on the concrete steps outside of our building. And, uh, the woman is sort of, she's laying over and her head is resting, um, on her boyfriend's lap and he's just sitting there smoking a cigarette. And, uh, I, I will forever have that image of those two Ooh. burned in my mind yeah. and I'm sitting there locking this building. Okay. It's a nice balmy 70 degrees inside. And, um, as I'm turning the key, I'm, I'm like, Jesus, what are you thinking about this right now? And it yep. ripped me up right there. And I, I had, that was the longest walk right there was from that door to uh, my Toyota Sienna. And I was like, this is not right. Uh, yep. What are you thinking of me right now? Where, what about this church? Mm -hmm. I got this couple out here, you know? Uh, so that moment I, I, I made a decision. I said, we're not doing this again. Um, that was, I just felt spirit weighing so heavy upon me. Yeah. We're not doing mm. this again. And I said, the next winter will be different. And it is thanks to a lot over, we're probably got hundreds of people now involved mm -hmm. in room in the end, Richmond. But, uh, so that's the vision. And I think, you know, when God calls, sometimes it begins with, uh, not this joy, not, uh, you know, the warm, fuzzy feelings. Oh, I want to go follow <laughs> Mine, I mean, and, and, you know, this began with heartbreak, utter heartbreak about, I think, a failure. But, you know, um, I, it, that was the vision. And uh, I knew about Room in the Inn. Um, you know, like I said, I didn't make it up. Um, I had uh, some years ago, God kind of, you know, provenient grace, right? He, he, he works before we think of things. And um, some years ago, I stayed with my dad at Room in the Inn in Lexington. And because he was volunteering with the program, Lexington's been doing it a lot, a mm. lot longer. I mean, they got 40 some odd churches, I think, doing this thing. And uh, I stayed overnight uh, with them. And it was it was a great experience. I didn't sleep well, uh, but that's not the point. I went and just checked <laughs> right. it out, saw how it worked. It's a meal. Uh, folks, <coughs> you know, folks come in about 6 p.m. They have this meal. They mm. um, get uh, fellowship. So the volunteers mm -hmm. will sit around and eat with the folks that come in. And, um, and then I don't know, there's a movie, maybe some games and then, uh, everybody goes to bed. There's a lights out time. And so I'd stayed with that, uh, maybe three or four years ago. And so I knew that was sort of the seed and, uh, I kind of knew what needed to happen. Uh, Berea started room in the end last year. Um, and they have, I'm involved in that one. 
All right. Well, yeah, shout out awesome. to Berea. Oh, yeah. Berea, um, Kentucky. And the good people there, Berea, Kentucky. Uh, they've been instrumental in helping us uh, to get our deal started. So I did. I took my boys um, down to visit them. It was around, uh, oh, gosh, December last year or something. And uh, we went and to their check-in site and uh, met some of the folks there. Uh, so it's kind of something maybe I ought to explain for those not familiar. Uh, you know, Room in the Inn, um, we limit the groups to about 12 just so it's a manageable group. So far, the limit hasn't been an issue, thankfully. But uh, there, you'll come in. You've got uh, the same check-in spot every evening. Mm. So folks don't have a schedule or wh whatever to keep up with. It's, I'm going to be at the same spot every evening if I need a place uh, to mm. stay for yeah. the evening. And and uh, for Bria and for ourselves, there's a window, 5 to 6 p.m. you got to be there. you got to show up there in that window. And we have a check-in process. Um one of the core values that um, I think is essential uh, that, that actually I carried over from church to this is that I want everybody involved. Everybody has something to offer and, and ought to yeah. be doing something, right? And uh, so we'll get more into that, I'm sure. But um, oh yeah, one of the one of the groups involved is our uh, Richmond Police Department, and they run background checks on our folks. Uh, we're not looking for past stuff. Our God's a God of do overs. Uh, what we're looking for, hey, do you have an open warrant right now? Are you on the sex offender list? Those two things, and we can't let you stay, all right? Um, so we got to keep everybody safe. We got to keep our other yeah. guests safe. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's part that's of the so deal. important. It yeah. is. Sure. Right, right. Because out on the street, there's no safety. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things we're offering, you know, is is that is that place where we're going to look after you. Somebody's going to be awake uh, yeah. at any point in the night. We're looking out. So anyway, we, we got to look out for everybody in that thing, so... Um, that's what we're doing. Um, a lot of folks have, they, they've got their rap sheets and whatnot. Um, look, whatever. I mean, we're here to show you the love of Jesus and, uh, and we do that by opening our door saying there's room for you here. So very cool. There you go. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So Zach, you had this thing you wanted to ask Jamie about. Yeah. I wanted to talk yeah. about, um, about as you guys were getting room at the end set up, because I remember mm -hmm. last winter, um, when we hung out, you were kind of telling me about conversations that you were having. And I thought it was very interesting. Um, the different kinds of people that you've had to pull in and work with to try and get like, you guys needed a space for the check-in place and you guys needed some other things that like the local government in the city of Richmond had to help provide. So why don't you talk a little bit about that and like people that you reached out to? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so, we had in project management, I don't know, there's, there's these core things <laughs> that, you know, you, that I was thinking. Are you telling me you're bringing in a non-seminary degree knowledge into this? Yeah. Like it might be kind of useful. God uses everything. <laughs> he uses everything, even yeah. my project <laughs> management experience with that. Yeah, idea. yeah. No, but uh, there was this, in my mind, there was this critical path that we had to walk through and there was critical uh, required elements of this uh, that we had to have. Some of it we could fudge, some of it, uh, you know, we could kind of make up, but, um, uh, you know, you got to have ends. So, mm -hmm. uh, in other yeah. words, the churches or businesses, uh, whatever, okay. somebody to open doors. But the other thing we needed, and this was going to be, uh, turns out, the toughest ask of all, and that was uh, a site for our uh, check-in. Yeah. So, again, yeah. that it was. Well, Such a simple thing <laughs> on paper. but Right. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. Um, and so what we were asking for. 
um, we knew it needed to be a downtown location. This again, this is the spot that uh, our homeless guests uh, would show up at if they wanted to stay. Same place mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. evening, seven days a week. And it's right. where you normally would see them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ideally, right? Even, I mean, well, even for a small town, Richmond has quite a high number of homeless population, typically. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. What would they say at the forum? We have 10%, I believe, was the number of Kentucky's homeless population. Wow. In, in the if, county or in the city of Richmond? In the county of uh, Madison County. Wow. Uh, 10% of, of Kentucky's wow. homeless, which is crazy uh, that is to crazy. think about. You know, you yeah, if you guys don't know, if you're not from we're Kentucky. We're not a big city. There's we're, a not. Ho- we're not. <laughs> and there's like hundreds of counties. So yeah. one county has I would have assumed. Right. I would have assumed uh, Frankfurt or Louisville or somewhere like that. So I'm sure Louisville, Lexington. So Jefferson and Fayette counties are probably uh, got to be higher. And well, they're sure. more well, I'm talking about, I'm talking about like, what do you call that? Capita then. What I'm per saying capita. is like yeah. per capita, Richmond might be the biggest then, right? Wouldn't you say? If, if it's, it's, it's Because we have possible. such a small census. Right. It, right. it, it, it is, it we is don't possible. have 10% of the state of Kentucky. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so we have There's 10% that. of the whole. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So I heard that stat. Yeah. Wow. And, and it seems to be worsening. All you got to do is drive down Main Street, and everybody yeah. is uh, seeing yeah. it. You know, and that, it, what's amazing, you know, they're very uh, spread out. Some are camping in the woods. There's these yeah. uh, little random spots of mm-hmm. woods, maybe by railroad tracks or behind Walmart, yeah. and they're back there. Some are at the interstate, and they've got the signs. And then others are hanging out uh, during the day at our daytime homeless shelter called the Public Book Library. Library. Yeah, Bob yeah. knows. <laughs> so, and uh, I, here's a shout out to. Uh, the Madison County Public Library in yep. Richmond, um, they are doing ministry. Oh, yeah. They yeah. are doing ministry there in that place. That's where folks mm-hmm. go to hang out and get out of the cold during uh, the day. So uh, so anyway, the, here here's, here's the ask that we knew we were making uh, for two hours. Every evening, seven days a week, we knew uh, the cold season goes over a couple of major mm-hmm. holidays like Christmas and New Year's. And uh, so... Yeah. Two hours every evening, 4.30 to 6.30, we want a centrally located, highly visible spot for our homeless people to be able to, you know, be able to find it. And we need to be able basically to set up camp there. We're not asking for it to be solely dedicated to Room in the Inn. Actually, never occurred to me we would find that. Um, it, it just needed to be a place where we could set up and register them, call RPD, get background checks, serve yeah. them some coffee and some snacks. And, uh, and then at six o'clock transportation arrives and they are taken to wherever they're going to stay for uh, the evening. So, uh, as we're going along with this, I looked at churches first and, uh, we had one in mind that fit all those criteria and, in talking to them, um, it was a no go. I mean, they just couldn't pull it off. I mean, it's a huge ask, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, next I went to, there's a ministry organization downtown and met with, uh, I guess she's the chair of the board. We had a great conversation. She went back. She's like, I, I can't make this decision on my own. I got to go to the board. And uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there waiting and we're not really sure. I have a committee. I'm not, by the way, this is not about Jamie Jordan. I had a committee anywhere from 10 to 12 people uh, that were helping do this. And man, we're just striking out. Mm. And then I, um, that ministry organization comes back to me and says, Hey, yeah, we'll, uh, we're going to keep you. We'll, we'll, we can host you there. We just got a couple of days. We got to work out details. A couple of days after that, I'm like, well, let me think about it. A couple of days after that, the city manager calls me. The, so the Richmond city manager calls 
and he says, hey, I've got a possible location for your check-in. He said, I want you to come check it out. I was like, okay. I mean, what am I, what am I going to say? I, I hadn't made a decision yet. So I got some of the committee members. Um, he told me where it was. It's near City Hall. Uh, it's near the White Courthouse downtown yeah. Richmond. Nice. Um, so it met, I mean, immediately at the door, I, 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 my decision was made. I was like, okay, I, said, I don't care if it's a closet at this point. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> we uh, we walk in. There's this large room that would obviously be our uh, kind of the conference room type where they could wait. We've got three or four other offices. And he says, is this Okay. I'm like, is this okay? My jaw, I had to pick my jaw up <laughs> off the floor yeah, yeah. because, and and I said, is this like who's using? Who else is using this? He said, nobody. This is this is you all, and I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Um, so it, here here's the refrain um, that I've been using throughout Room in the Inn, and uh, the Lord provides. I read that somewhere. Um, maybe <laughs> maybe first in Genesis 22, <laughs> but um, you know, Colin earlier said something about uh, spend money and whatnot. I'm here to say that the Lord provides, and He's been showing that yeah. all the way through this thing. And that was maybe one of the that was probably the biggest way. And that came from our government. That came from yeah. the city government. And I happen to know they do care about our homeless people. So. That's awesome. That's so so, so yeah, you've yeah. got the government involved in what's going on around here. Very much. And I wanted that too. I wanted a complete partnership yeah, between government and church. That's what I thought was was really interesting because um as Christians, you know, what it looks like to serve the kingdom and like reach out to like maybe the world of politics. Sometimes we have to do that. It's called advocating, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to go and you want to like advocate for the poor and the people that you're right. trying to help right. without, um, being a political kind of Christian with like some kind of weird agenda or anything. So I thought whenever you told me that story, I was very impressed by, um, the way that you handled that and kept the kingdom mindset you know, because it was totally a God thing. It was you guys, it was you guys reaching out and, um, the government coming to you all and saying like, Hey, how yeah. can we work together exactly. to help the needy that are around us? Yeah. And, and it's so, interesting that yeah. neither one of us could do this uh, without the other. Yeah. I mean, at least yeah. here in Richmond. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and I think the mistake the church makes a lot is, uh, <sighs> You know, we, we look at the government and say, oh, what are they doing? You know, where's our homeless shelter? Uh, right. mm -hmm. Why aren't they doing more um, and all this stuff? And I think we forget sometimes that book we read called the Bible and that the yeah. commands uh, are, are there for us to look after. The, to take up the their cause. The yeah. yeah, the yeah. widow and the orphan. What right. are we talking about? Those who have been mm -hmm. cast aside. And, and uh, yeah, so... Uh, that is ours. So if it's anybody's job, it's the church's job uh, to do that. Now, the government, you know, our elected officials, they're elected to look after the people. And that's kind of their, that's their commission. So uh, they couldn't do it without us. We couldn't do it uh, without them. And I think that's a, a beautiful thing. And uh, talking to them, you know, our lead, our mayor, our city manager, man, they, they um, really care about the homeless. This isn't a problem. They're yeah. just trying to solve. They see yeah. the homeless as people and that's a huge difference. So, yeah, and that's part sure. of the Christian worldview too. I mean, these are people that Jesus died for. These are yeah. uh, people priceless uh, in his sight and, uh, and they see that as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Helps when the mayor's a former pastor too. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, no, it's, um, we're, we're blessed to have and I'll say, people uh, that want to uh, 
that want to work towards. Here's the other others. side of this yeah. too. I know our city is looking into uh, some other uh, property and things for mm-hmm. homeless shelter uh, and the funds aren't there. I mean, you know, yeah. it, it's just not. And the beauty of room in the inn is that we're not building other buildings. Yeah, right. we're really not. The buildings are all the shelters are already there. We've got yeah. probably uh, hundreds of them in Madison County. Right. And what our committee did was remind them that, hey, guess what? Uh, you can use this for other than things other than classes and worship services. Right. Yeah. You know, Which is and, awesome. And we are. Yeah. Which is so, awesome. It's been really neat. I mean, it's been such a blessing. So, I mean, let's I mean, let's get into that, because um I mean, we have some stuff in our notes here about like, like God's role in all of that. And so I guess I'm just curious, Jamie, um, like, where do you see God like in uh, room at the end? Of course he's in room at the end, but, but like, you know, scripturally, I love the, I think, I guess this is your note of uh, James one twenty seven. Um, James is probably my favorite book of the Bible right now. Oh, right now. Just kind of like keep going back to it over and over again. I wrote that song, uh, we don't sway. It's all about, um, staying true to what God calls you to do. But, um, my question to you is, uh, how is God working in room at the end? How is God pleased with what you're doing at room at the end? That almost be like a better way to say yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I've got a, there's lots of scriptures where we talk about the mission of the church mm-hmm. and the mission of Christians. And, um, one of them, though, that's what has been on my mind throughout this whole thing, I, I don't think is one of them that we really uh, talk about a whole lot when we talk about missiology and uh, the kind of the Great Commission of the church. Um, and uh, it's out of Luke 14. And okay. in Luke 14, uh, there's this scene where Jesus is invited to a banquet. Um, and it says a prominent Pharisee. Uh, he's at the house of a prominent Pharisee. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah. Um, and uh so this was, a, you know, their form of a nice, a good party. And and Jesus is there, and he's kind of just watching the scene. Um, and then, you know, he talks some uh, a little bit. He talks to, there's two different groups there. There's the guests, and then there's the host. Mm-hmm. And he has some words for the guests, and it's all about the power play and, uh, you know, where you sit and all this, you know. Um, and exalt, those who exalt themselves will be humbled and, you know, and all that. Uh, but the part is that second part that really... Uh, I think this is this enormous promise here that um, I don't know that just within the last year has just uh, become so real to me and uh, starts in uh, Luke 14 verse 12 and Jesus, you just envision him. He, you know, he turns from the guests and he's looking at the host, you know, and this is God, prominent Pharisee that uh, has invited him over to his house. And basically Jesus is saying, look, when you host a party, banquet, luncheon, whatever you want to call it. Um, he says, uh, don't just invite your relatives, mm. your brothers, your sisters, you know, we can go on and on. Or he says, your rich neighbors, don't just, don't invite them. He says, if you do, uh, they might just, you know, they'll turn around and invite you back. And then, you know, well, everybody's had a good old time, but what have you really, you know, in the kingdom, kingdom wise, what have you really accomplished? Sure. He says, but when you give a banquet, or a party. He says, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. And here's the promise. And you will be blessed. (laughs) It's right there. And it's this uh, 
So don't invite people that are on your le- your social level that have the mm. things you have. Don't invite people over maybe that are higher than you on the social ladder. Maybe you're, you know, everybody in, you know, it's kind of like today we're trying to climb the social ladder yeah. and earn that respect. So if, Hey, if I invite so-and-so, man, I, shoot, I'm really, I'm really doing something. I mean, if they come over at Jesus say, no, invite those lower, invite those that nobody else invites. No, but that nobody else um, takes care of. And you, will be blessed. Awesome. Yeah. He, uh, so he, he kind of wraps that up. He says, you know, you will be repaid and it's going to be at the resurrection. So there for a while, it's very uneven. You know, you've invited some people over that can't possibly pay you back and you will be blessed. And so with this, that this passage right here has been in my mind, um, with this whole room in the end thing, because that's exactly what we're doing. Uh, we're inviting them in, we're opening the doors. We're saying, Hey, there's, there's a place for you here at the table. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, uh, just kind of calling on Jesus in walking by faith in this promise saying, um, all right, uh, you know, there's a blessing in here somewhere, and uh, I'm going to go after it. And, and it, as it turns out, that blessing, as b- most blessings are, multi-pronged, right? I mean, you know, we, right. so, you know, our homeless, let's start there. Uh, they, they get in off the street. Uh, they're warm. They uh, Basically, room the end, we've got three goals. This is, uh, there's this thing called scope creep in, in project management. Oh, or yes. Anything the mm. church does, yeah. I'm, Bob, I'm a software developer. I understand that term <laughs> quite well. So when somebody keeps throwing requirements at Bob, saying, "Hey, can you do this? Can you add this? Can you?" Bob be like, "That's scope creep." Like that, that was. I th- thought that was like a Call of Duty <laughs> scope creep. It might be. So, so, so it's <laughs> where you have a sniper <laughs> rifle and you crouch yeah. and you slowly so you walk don't up just creeping up on people. Yeah. So, to, for, for for those of you who aren't as, as familiar with that business lingo, the idea of scope creep is the idea that you start with this original goal in mind. And then over time, that goal grows and grows and grows. And the project continues on and never completes because there's always something else being added to it. Yeah. Not not that you can't add something later, but this idea that, well, in order to meet these demands, we're now going to push the bar further on down. But we're moving like the finish a- line. We're moving the finish line further out, further on out. And and it's it's very difficult for a project to actually ever become complete or accomplish their goals when the goals constantly shift. It's like unraveling a sweater that someone keeps knitting and, and knitting, knitting and, and knitting and knitting and knitting. I'm sure there's an inside joke somewhere that I'm not getting. Well, what I was going to say was that you know that's basically what the podcast was. Me and Zach planned yeah. to do one episode and never do it again, and then we were just like, but wait, we need to do episode two and three to explain one. And then once we did two and three, we're and like, then we wait thought a to ourselves, like, we need to really get to like something. episode 58 or 59 so that we can invite Jamie Jordan on. And then once Jamie Jordan's on, we will have he him. Can't, but he can't come on before 59. <laughs> but then when he, but then I he see decided, right now. <laughs> we talked about room at the inn. So then we were like, okay, well, then we have to do a, an annual room oh at the goodness. inn. So we have to yeah. at least do once a year. Yeah, I'm going to have to look at the uh, previous episodes and see who rates above me. And then, <laughs> and then there'll be some scope creep all right <laughs> how many how many guests have we had do you guys think i don't know maybe we like could, 20 we could find that out oh so it's okay so i'm not 60 no so no, no, no. <laughs> just 20 okay I feel so, better. So, so, so so jim you were talking where about were we, Bob? Uh, something about scope creep you're talking about the scope creep of the so, project so, yeah. so in your opinion jamie do you feel like um what started off as like a just like a very small geo gem of an idea has turned into like a big ministry with a lot of moving parts is that what you're kind of saying uh 
No. Uh, okay. No. Okay. Uh, because I've been uh, very intentional. Actually, when I, I had much coffee, many meals with pastors. Much coffee. Yeah. Much yeah. coffee. I mean, you have to have much coffee uh, always, every day. Yes, have some. Uh, I think it's in the Bible. Um, <laughs> and, right. Uh, so... <laughs> just talking to them. And I said, look, three things we're, 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 here's our promise to our homeless guests. Three things. Uh, number one is, uh, lodging for the night. Okay. Number yep. two is food. We provide gotcha. all three meals every night. Oh, uh, you've three, got wow. dinner when they get yeah. there, you've got breakfast, uh, before we let them go at 7 AM and then we're letting them go with a sack lunch. So, uh, they've got lodging covered. They've got their food covered. And then the other one is sort of something that, um, we don't think a whole lot about it's fellowship. It's community. Um, that's a need we all have. We need a, a place yeah. where we belong. Everybody calls it like the third place, you know, outside yeah. of your home. And then there's work. And what's that third place uh, for homeless? They're like, what's my place? Period. They're asking, mm -hmm. what's my place? Because right. I'm getting kicked out of gas stations. I'm kicked out of Walmart. I'm kicked out of, you know, library even sometimes, you know, if, mm -hmm. if, if they're breaking rules and whatnot. What's my place? They have no place. Well, you yeah. know, it's room in the end. So those three things is... Uh, what what I was telling everybody that was considering uh, being a host church or a host site, saying, "Look, this is what we're here to offer, and this is it. We're we're not trying to solve their addiction issues. We're not trying to. Uh, I know this is a Christian podcast. We're honestly uh, we're there to show them the love of Jesus, but we're not going to mm. shove Jesus down their throats." If they don't know this is the love of Jesus, when we open our doors and when they see these volunteers, then something's wrong. I mean, they're going to just know sure. it. Now, those conversations get had, you know, and they'll even instigate and initiate those conversations. Well, sure. sure. They, they, they know where they are. They're they inside of a church. absolutely know. Yeah. So it's those three things. Now, I, um, here's, okay, so it's been a little bit of Scope Creek. Let me just refine my answer a bit. Uh, because we, So you said no, absolutely not. And then you know, you're like, and I guess mm. it's a liar. So <laughs> no, I'm just won't kidding. be on the podcast Go ever ahead. again. No, I'm um, you, buddy. Go ahead. no uh, but this is sort of how it works out. We got some folks that stay with us night after night and and they become this thing called friends. And and friends, you know, God, you know, we kind of end up loving them as as we sure. should, and they love us. Um, and so we end up doing things for them. Um what what our goal is, what we would all love, is that they get a place to live. Uh, because guess what, room in the end ends at March on March fifteenth. Right. All right. This is only a winter shelter. Mm. That's all. It is a te very temporary thing. So uh, you know, I'm here telling them right now, guys. Um, you've got just over a month to make things happen. What can we do? Uh, you know, if you volunteer somewhere, can we be a reference for you? Can we help you? Um, you know, give you a ride to the restaurant to apply for a job. Mm. Uh, one of the places that is really difficult is you get an apartment here. Well, the the uh, property manager wants a uh, deposit mm -hmm. with with, sure. with what yeah. money? Where's that come from? Right. They some <laughs> of them get a check, but there's no yeah. way I'm paying that deposit and first month's rent out of that check. So right. we're sitting there doing a, a lot of some education and then some loans and it, here's the deal. It's like us, every homeless person's an individual and uh, there's no formula that's going to solve this. Basically somebody said advocate earlier. Yeah. Zach, yeah. Zach said advocate earlier. Um, if anything's come out of this, that uh, sort of the serendipity 
you know, the surprise that we, you know, it's been that um, there's been uh, certain folks that our volunteers have been uh, bonded to mm -hmm. and uh, sort of adopted in a sense and, and say, you know, where are you at? What's what problem do you have that I can help you with? And so that thing's gotcha. been happening. Well, like it sounds like what you're describing kind of reminds me a little bit of like a worship team in some regard and like with the scope creep thing. And so no, it like, has nothing to do with that. Okay. <laughs> Again, another no. Yeah. We'll see at the end of this conversation. <laughs> so, go, go, ahead, uh, go, ahead, go ahead. So what I was going to say was, um, let's say that all you have is a pastor and maybe like 10 members and you need a worship leader and the, and you only have like one musical guy, right? So you have the one guy, but then as the worship happens, you may get yeah. 20 members and then suddenly mm -hmm. you have a second person. And it's not that yeah. it complicates what you still have your same goal, but now you're sure. able to serve more yeah. excellently as you go. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of like when you get to a point where your worship team is really big, and then you start thinking about like, how can we mm -hmm. continue to do the original goal we were doing, but with more excellence? Like, how can we seek the ends of those details that are all a part of that mission that we're trying to accomplish? Which yeah. in terms of worship, uh, musical worship, it would be like to bring the, the God to the congregation through yeah. the Holy Spirit and through song. And in your case, yeah. you started with this yeah. idea yeah. of saying, I all we want to do is provide a place for the homeless to sleep where they can, yeah. And, yes. and, and yeah. a place they can at least eat yeah. and rest their head. And then you're like, well now obviously we're doing ministry with these people. We yeah. care about them. So it's, so, and you find God's yourself, mission is still yeah. Yeah. doing it's that's still happening, but now we are doing more to create more excellence. Yeah. Sure. Well, you you right. find yourself forming relationships. Right. And I think right. that, you best know, way. Exactly. Yeah. Best way. Yeah. Relationships that's a really, the best. that's the best model for ministry because you, Absolutely. You know, it's like what mm -hmm. we were talking about with um, with judging a few episodes back. Mm -hmm. You know, how can you get in and like hold somebody else accountable if you are not at that point in a relationship with them? Right. So, and, and I think that those first conversations about yeah. Jesus start after the relationship That's many exactly times. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so if a stranger Absolutely. comes in off of the street and you immediately come up and like Jamie yeah. said, and you immediately come up and you say like, oh, mm -hmm. but before you lay down. Let me just yeah. let me just read some yeah. scripture with you. We got to make okay. sure you're doing a good. What 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 they what they and want? And you know what? what? Like if you really wanted to do that, it would be easy, right? Because they can't but stop you. They, just, yeah. they need to be yeah, able to you sleep. Just, you just, well, what kind of trust have you established? And it'd be so right. very authentic too. Yeah, yeah. that's sarcasm <laughs> right. for all the listeners out there. That is sarcasm. Yeah, we're we're always yeah. sarcastic. You can't see Jamie's sarcastic <laughs> sign. That's right. He's holding up. So, so I'll just tell you that is uh, right. But so that's my point. Was brilliant. that yeah yeah my point that. All I was trying to say is that the the way that ministry seems to happen, at least in my life, and I guess with the three of us, podcast, worship, all of that kind of thing, it seems to stem from this. Uh, you have the original idea that God calls you to do. And then as you do it, you find that God is going to push you further in that. Sure. Mm -hmm. and, sure. And say, like, you've gone this far. What about following up on these relationships? What about... Uh, you know, in terms of worship music, it would be like, what if, what if you sat down with uh, the vocalists and try to work out harmonies or, you know, yeah. any of that kind of thing. So let me push your metaphor a little bit further. Let's you guys it. are worship leaders, right? Yeah. Uh, isn't it awesome when everybody else joins you? Yep. <laughs> in, in that worship. I mean, yep. you know, isn't that such a cool thing? Uh, oh yeah. And it doesn't always happen. 
<laughs> it's harder than you think. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I'm sure, right? But right. Um, but it, that's you're leading worship. But, Absolutely. Uh, you know, you're not the only one. At least we hope worshiping there. Uh, so yeah, in a, in the same sense, we have seen where. So there, there's this thing you guys are doing up front. That's awesome and spirit led and your and, and and with your spiritual gifts that are unreal and everybody gets caught up in that and you know so right. you know we probably got those moments where like oh yeah everybody we were we were there man the the kingdom was just opening up there right in front of us and so we're doing this room in the end thing and um, what we've seen is we're doing and and it's that same thing it's like this vacuum that's sort of sucking people in even yeah. the guests that are staying with us. So we'll have these conversations and they'll say, Hey, uh, you know, you know, you could do this better. We had a couple of guys the other day come early yeah. to our check-in site to help us organize our supplies. Oh my goodness. I mean, how, what a blessing. <laughs> so they're wanting to jump <laughs> in and serve. Absolutely. So it started with the goal of right. serving them, but people yes. want like serving is very infectious. I even remember from, I agree from back when, when, um, when I was regularly at thrive, um, and I would see, um, there was like a precious lady in a wheelchair, electric little wheelchair, and she would run around and she'd pick up chairs and yeah. she'd stack up chairs yes. after service, yes. even though yes. she's wheeling herself around. She's yes. got like two chairs in her arms and she's yeah. running back and forth with them. And so, yeah, there's, <laughs> so, there's something about services like, oh yeah, I want to, I want to jump in. Well, we that. all want to be a part of something, yeah. right? but something yeah. that's, it's bigger than us. And I think sure. they get swept up into that as well. Um, uh, and, and, and so back to the point about, uh, when, and when did we talk about Jesus? Um, there was a guy that came to church today. I'd never met him before. I got the call, um, mm -hmm. that, uh, he needs an ID. So one of the things we require is an ID, uh, we want to know who you are so that, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, we, sure, uh, for, sure. for safety and other reasons. Um, and it just starts off, man, we're two strangers. And I didn't, I didn't sit there and, and, and talk about Jesus or ask if he had been baptized or anything like that. No, I, I went mm -hmm. back upstairs, uh, got my jacket. I was like, you need a place, uh, for, you know, sleep for the night. Uh, one of my policies is I'll never hand out cash. People think, oh, I'm helping someone just by handing out cash. Well, you don't know what that person's going to do and what addictions and all that. So I'm like, uh, in mm -hmm. fact, the guy that brought him, he handed me over the money I needed uh, to help this guy out. So we walked down, uh, to get him a, uh, driver's license. Homeless people can get driver's yeah. licenses. The address is homeless on it. Literally says that. Interesting. Um, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for four whole either, dollars, so. you can go and, and, and get that done. Uh, so <laughs> by the end of it, me, the, me and this guy are friends. Man, uh, he's and and we're talking about room in the inn, and I told him, you know, made sure he knew where to be and and when to be there. Um, and I, I th and things change just by that simple simple act of sharing my time. Yeah, yeah. you know, with yeah. him, and so it's just it's really just as simple as that. So within that context, we got people like that where it started that way. There's people that uh, when I'm gonna speak positively when they find permanent housing, I'm gonna go visit them. Because they are near and dear to my heart. These are friends. I, yeah. another, another story. We got a lady. Um, it's neat who's get, who gets swept up in this. I thought we'd have the hardest time uh, recruiting women to stay overnight. We uh, we, we do. We, we will host men, women, and children. We have yeah. not had any children yet, although it's been very, very close. Um, there's been some in need, and they just haven't come by yet. Um, I thought, well, we're never going to get any women, you know, and. 
what's the oddest thing is some of these women who are quiet and mm -hmm. so very gentle and so very meek and you hardly ever hear them speak because all the loud mouths around them and are doing all the talking. <laughs> these are the women in large part that have stepped in and said, nice. I have seen the problem. And I want to be a part of the solution. I'm so that's awesome. I'm so taken aback and humbled by it. So we got one lady. She's coordinating our meals, and um, I, we've leaned on her. She's actually stayed overnight at some other churches. And there was one night a week ago we were desperate. Uh, one of the ladies got sick. We had no woman to stay the night as a volunteer. And so mm. I call this woman up, and I'm and I was apologetic. I'm like, I am so sorry. You are doing so much, but we, I am desperate. Tonight's the night. And this was at another church, you know, where we work this as a team. And she almost scolded me. She said, Jamie, these people are like family to me. So, of course, I'm going to go stay. And I, right. you, you, it knocked me over. Mm. I mean, it just knocked me over. So. Awesome. Don't you hate it when somebody speaks utter truth to you and it just makes you feel like terrible <laughs> it's really annoying I, that's what they pay me to do but yeah, i'm still learning too i guess so, yeah I love it. So, so, so so jamie what are some of the challenges that you've experienced while trying to get this thing up and running here yeah. oh my gosh we haven't had any challenges uh sarcasm alert once again um, <laughs> what's funny about the challenges is that they're not what we feared so fear would be the key, um, key word really with all this. And I, I uh, kind of call the challenges that we anticipated, uh, bugs, drugs, and thugs. And you kind of figure out, you know, <laughs> <What? all> the, <laughs> <laughs> those, I love that bugs, <laughs> drugs, and thugs, uh, you know, so walk through all that. Okay. So homeless people, we let them into our worship spaces even and they're going to bring bed bugs in and everybody you know if you've known somebody with that it's it's a really a horrible problem that the uh issue with that is these folks don't have beds to collect bed bugs right so um yeah. so bed bugs we and talking to Bria last year they never had an issue we didn't have, but nevertheless when i talk to churches and pastors and all this man this is like one of the first things when we talk to certain people about using uh, vehicles. Uh, this is what they're thinking about. We had the hardest time uh, months before Room in the End really launched. We had uh, a couple who who do ministry to the homeless on a regular basis. They left the committee. They left our Room mm. in the End committee uh, because they thought the direction we were going to go in is we were going to inspect everyone's bags when we checked them in. And they were uh, very afraid of needle sticks. Um, and when, in fact, they uh, we never wanted to do this at all. Uh, basically, we lock up the bags and we don't really worry about any of that. So uh, drugs really hasn't been a problem. Um, and then uh, we have had some behavioral issues. Um, nothing too serious. There's been some mild conflicts mm. that we can handle. One of our big words is respect. Uh, respect property, respect one another. Um, and we'll call people out on that uh, when need be. Um, but we, there's been uh, at least one person we've had to say, hey, you're not, he got a place to stay, thankfully. It was an easier decision, but we had to say, hey, you can't come back. Uh, mm -hmm. He had, you know, numerous occasions violated the rules and crossing boundaries that yeah. he, he knew better to cross. So um, we deal with that stuff on a case-by-case -case basis. But so we had a, uh, but the key word is fear. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of, if you haven't worked with homeless or a, haven't had a homeless friend, um, it's really the unknown. So it's like yeah. with most new things, yeah. it's a huge fear of the unknown. And we had a, a coordinator, every church or every uh, host site has a coordinator, one person in charge for our church. It's my wife, Stacy. And we all got together. And as we started sharing stories, everybody starts sharing about the resistance they encountered from their own church. These are people inside the church saying, no, we shouldn't do this. And here's why. And they, that really, it'll fall into one of those categories, the bugs, the drugs, or the thugs for their uh, reasoning. And, and if nothing else, we hopefully encouraged everybody saying, Hey, we're all facing this. But the beauty of how God works is that once a thing gets going, we this whole sweeping people up in it, even people that have been resistant to something new like this, they can get caught up in it yeah. too. That's awesome. And that, yeah. that we've seen that happening. Even people who are resistant are now volunteering with it, which is really beautiful. You know, I tend to find that, uh, that when I, Anytime, whenever I make a decision based on fears, not just just not not like real fears, but unrealized fears, yeah. the unknown fears, I almost always make a bad decision if I base it on those yeah. fears. Yeah, it's almost always the wrong decision. Right. Yeah. I. I if yeah. you look throughout Scripture, the <laughs> people who have been marginalized because of fear, like I'm thinking of like lepers in the Gospels and stuff. Jesus's heart is with them, you know, and he's not afraid, you know, yeah. and, and it turns out like um, if, if you read up on like what leprosy was in, during the time uh, the Gospels were being written, very few people had like that actual like bad like Hansen's disease. It was mostly like just psoriasis and stuff yeah. that people had. So it wasn't even like contagious, but people were so afraid of right. the unknown that they ostracized these lepers and Jesus went, go straight yeah. to them. Yeah. You know, isn't that funny how we use our labels? Labels are like uh, yeah. boxes. It's like this package yeah. deal. And so you can say leper or you can say homeless. Yeah. And everybody has this box and mm -hmm. with a bunch of stuff in that box. Right. What, what's in it? Is it drugs in there? Is it uh, um, Rap yeah. sheet? Is it a, a gun? Well, sure, maybe sometimes. Yeah, but absolutely. Most of the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so we just the point being, we've not seen really the big issues that people say. Um, in fact, uh, our senior pastor stayed the night one night and is need to get sort of this outsider's perspective when people come in. And um, and he said, you know, what I saw was just people that were so appreciative and mm. so well behaved. He said, we have church groups that act worse than that. <laughs> you know, <so>. right. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so true. Uh, you know, they really appreciate what we're doing. Uh, and there's this thing that I was reminded of. Um, there's, and you guys probably have your stories too. Uh, this whole business of calling, you know, there's this primary call that yeah. uh, God has on every every person, calling them to turn from whatever they're basing their life on and turn to Him, right? And then there's this secondary calling. Hey, all right, now with this salvation, go and do whatever. And sometimes I gets very, very specific. Um, for me, this has been the most recent, uh, one of those secondary callings all my life. Like yeah. I've never been so sure about something about that. The fact that God was calling me to, uh, lead the way. So really there was some fear that really there wasn't much. And every, I just knew this was going to happen. Mm. You know, if you're walking into something and you just know, I don't know how it's going to happen. But I know, and basically nothing's going to stop me because I know the one that's with me. 
you know? Right. Mm. And that's what, uh, that was this real empowerment that I felt this whole past, uh, well, to that 2019, as um, I knew what needed to happen. And as I started gathering up this committee, people passionate about the homeless and saying, hey, uh, will you join me in doing this thing? And, and uh, that was really super easy. A lot of people are like, yeah, yeah, they're already doing homeless ministry uh, for the most part. And so they join up. And I was like, I mean, nothing's going to stop this. Because God wants right. this, you know. Yeah. Well, I wanted to speak a little bit to the um, <clears throat> the whole, like, you're saying you don't really have, like, a lot of issues and stuff. Like, because we have our preconceived notion of what a homeless person is. Yeah. Now, this is kind of a romanticized version of a homeless person's story. But I think it's a good lesson. And if you've ever seen um, any of the Les Mis versions out there, I actually like the Liam Neeson one a lot. But... uh uh, it's the non-musical, non-musical, one, but from, I think from the nineties, <laughs> How but, ironic. Uh, but the, the whole situation in the beginning is that the, 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 re, the, 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 the kind of wealthier, uh, I, I think he's a Catholic priest of some, or something or related to mm-hmm. the church. And he lets Liam Neeson, who is sort of a fugitive stay. Jean and then right. John Viljean, he lets him stay in his place. And then in the night, even though he had let him stay, he knocks him over the head and steals his stuff. The cops find him, bring him back. And yeah. they're like, this guy says you, this guy says that you let him have this stuff. And then the priest takes more stuff, puts it in his hands and says, of course I did. Oh, you forgot this. Yeah. And my outlook on all ministry is that, um, there are there. It's a two way door of trust, I guess is what I'm saying. But, in the end, even if we get burned, it's not like we weren't doing what God called us to do. Like God, I feel like God is the protector when you're doing what God needs you to do. That's when people start chipping in instead of just like whatever you call it, like steal something from the church and leave. Um, it comes when you build those relationships and then yeah. John Valjean, the character is so impacted by that, that yeah. in the story, he goes on to be a philanthropist and stuff like that. It's like, that's such a jarring moment to him. And I think that in your situation, Jamie, you have such a privilege of being able to be such like an influence to these people who, and, and you know, uh, if we're calling a spade a spade, let's say that the, the person was a drug addict, but maybe they come into your situation. Uh, they are provided for, they are loved on, they are given a relationship. Suddenly, there's something else going on in their life that may have better prevalence for them than their old life. Exactly. Uh, they start pitching in at church. Suddenly they're yeah. helping with sound or whatever. Um, or organizing the, the, uh, the supplies at the, at those check-in locations. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And I think that, I think that it's such a, you, it's such a great ministry to be involved with people who are coming from broken lives that can feel mm-hmm. the love and compassion of the kingdom in its truest form, which is just feeding the sheep I mean, wouldn't you guys agree with me that um, people want to see it? They want to see the gospel. They want to see people Mm -hmm. uh, live that out. You know, a lot of people are talking. Sure. There's a lot of talk. Words aren't everything. Fingers are being pointed here. Yeah, words aren't everything. Right, exactly. There's a song we wrote, Words on Everything. It's all about how showing. I thought you were going to say, me and you do a lot of talking. (laughs) 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 Well, we do. Colin immediately points to Zach. I'm like, oh, here we we go. We do a lot of, I do the most talking, but I will say that that is our belief that uh, people respond to to, to seeing what the kingdom is like. And if you see it, then it's like, oh my gosh, this is real. Jesus truly changes lives. Lives. What do they say? Words are cheap. 
or whatever you say. Yeah. What's that old saying? Words are yeah. cheap. Let's see some. Let's see the action. I don't and know. What let's that's see. Let's is. see. Let's mm-hmm. see it in its uh, in its reality, lived out. You know, in flesh incarnate. Yeah. Right. right. And uh, I think it's what people want to see. So as you were sharing about that, yeah, maybe not everybody's caught up. They, they, some will come and stay and maybe leave unchanged. Uh, I don't know why the, the parable of the sower popped in my head. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, what's mm-hmm. he doing, man? He is lavishly scattering this yeah. seed. It doesn't matter. It's just being thrown everywhere. Ah, yeah, my gosh. Right? It, yeah. it, 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 like, doesn't make sense in so many ways. <laughs> so, and so, yet, some would even yeah. argue he's wasting the wasting. seed. Wasting. And seed's fine. And yet the question is, does he not get the harvest that he was after mm. all along? And the answer Absolutely. is yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, let's be seed scatterers. Yeah, yeah buddy. That is a great image. So, so you're also sharing a few things that he that, that 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 you've learned from this that God's kind of taught you through this. Is there anything else that you want to share that what God's kind of taught you, or anything you kind of left out there? Oh, let's see here. Gosh, there's just um, one of my values uh, in ministry, and you guys have done ministry with me, so you know it to be. Uh, true is I want to get everybody involved, uh, in ministry. So, um, one of the ways we're kind of breaking boundaries is, uh, I'm telling churches, look, this isn't just for your adults. Uh, we all often think of whole homeless ministry. It's got to, uh, be the adults. And, uh, no. It's safer that way. It's less I mean, scary. And the adults, truth, truth be told, <laughs> right. the adults are the ones that are most scared. I mean, oh, this sure. is, yeah, of course. I mean, this is, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, at, at our church in particular, are you, one of the, uh, one of the things I love, okay, so I don't have to be the guy in the spotlight. I mean, I really don't want to be in many ways. Um, and, uh, so it does my heart a lot of good to see where people just come alive yeah, when they have found yeah. their place of service. So that's really one of my passions is, Hey, let me get to know you. What are your gifts? How's the spirit enabled you to do stuff for the kingdom? And then I want to plug you in that place because that's where your joy is going to be. Yeah. And that's where the kingdom impact is going to be. We've got, so I want to introduce to the youth, uh, our youth on Thursday afternoons, they've got an after school program, but they willingly will go upstairs and set up cots and put a blanket and a pillow and a towel on every cot. They'll stack up chairs to get them out of the way. They're going to do all this good stuff. We've got uh, uh, kids are involved. Sometimes they're at the check-in site. Our volunteers bring their uh, kids. Uh, awesome. My, yeah, mine have been there running around. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, so here, and here's the other thing. Here, so here's been one of the surprises, and I'll end with this. Um, we have all three monotheistic religions hmm. involved in this. Okay, so I talk a lot about churches and the body of Christ at work and things like that, Uh, you know, and I never and I wanted it to be diverse. Number one, we've got, uh, gosh, uh, at least 10 different denominations involved in this thing. So um, uh, different churches, some of them are just doing transportation, some of them are hosting. So that's the churches. All right. We've got a guy uh, over at our, I didn't even know before this week that Richmond had an Islamic center. Um, But uh, he is really passionate about the homeless. And we're actually, he's hosting 
uh, two nights a week over there at his uh, his place. They've got a little community center yeah. off of their worship area. Now we staff the volunteers because they, they're a small community there and they can't do it. But he he's a cardiologist uh, and he'll hmm. bring in. He and his wife will cook food and bring it in. Um, and then the guy, so you know, they're represented. Um, and the guy that leads our check in, uh, he's married to a Catholic, but he himself is a Jew. <laughs> And goes to synagogue in Lexington. So interesting. Uh, I wanted Wait, this. I'm sorry. I just find that fascinating. Did you think of a joke? No, no. I mean, I just think that's <laughs> awesome that it's a person, a Jewish person and a Catholic person. We've seen that right. before. We have seen that before. And I'm not going to talk about it, but I just think <laughs> it's cool that that worked. That yeah. that worked. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Right. So I've, I've seen it before, too, in other like multiple situations i've seen that they, they can unite under the father i guess yeah. and that works out good i mean so you know i'll let y'all interpret that however <laughs> no 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 i just think that's cool sorry continue. it, it, I, it is, I think it's very cool um we've got 1100 people in our facebook group uh which says you know a lot of people are um just seeing the problem mm -hmm. and i think as leaders in the church one of our jobs is obviously not to do the ministry, but how do we create space? How do we create opportunities mm -hmm. for people to find, uh, yeah. find their calling, find their gifts, get to explore that a little bit, stepping into, it might be at the fringes. That's where I began sure. my ministry with the behind the scenes, with the computer, yeah. clicking a mouse. I mean, I was at the fringe. I was scared to death doing even that. I'd screw it up. And, uh, just the whole kingdom of God, totally which is an expert be, in PowerPoint. I am an expert yeah. at yeah, that's what I told uh, my future wife at the time that I knew PowerPoint. It was a bold-faced lie. What I was telling myself in my head was it can't be that hard. I'll learn it quickly. So I'm it's more the, of an italicized lie. That it had a big asterisk. If you knew, if you knew PowerPoint, you would know. See, see it at a future. Right. <laughs> Will be true at a future date. So yeah, some of my first words to my future wife. Big fat lie. <laughs> So it sounds like that room at the inn ministry needs to be something a lot of churches embrace. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the next step. If you believe Jesus's promise that you will be blessed, then yes. So, okay, let me get this straight. You do get something out of it then. It's, Absolutely. I mean, there's, Absolutely. there's no money, but maybe there's something even greater that you get out of it. It's pretty cool. Um, we, uh, we like to ask our guests the same question. Do you know what question yes. we're about to ask, Jamie? No. I feel like Bob should ask. Bob's never asked it before. I don't sure. Here, here, wait, can I just say this? We never tell the guests that we're going to ask the question. Yeah. <laughs> and if for some reason studied. the guest just happens to ha to know from like listen to a random guest one. Extra credit. Uh, extra credit, whatever. but most of the time, most of the time, I think that we get guests on that are uh, new, kind of new to even knowing that we have a podcast. So it's fun to hear their super, un, what do you call it, candid reaction. <laughs> yes. So there you go. So well, I respect that greatly. So, 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 Jamie, here's here's the question for you: If there's one thing that you could change in the church, what would it be? Oh you can, you can add to the church, take away from the church, change something the way that it's done. Something we're doing. Something that we're doing, something we're not doing. Yeah. The whole church in the the, 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 the community the, of God. Yes. If there's one thing that the kingdom, that the, 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 that the body of Christ needed to change, what would it be? I think um, one mistake most churches make is the quality of their coffee is way too low. <laughs> Are we talking about church or? Yeah, I'm absolutely talking yeah. about church. It's, okay. you know, budget level <laughs> coffee yeah. and, uh, you know, folks, we can do better. 
I mean, <laughs> if, if you know Jamie, he is passionate about his, about his coffee. Really. I he mean, is passionate what are we saying? Man. Hey, we love you guys so much with the love of Jesus. <laughs> Here's the Here's your Folgers from last <laughs> right. decade. We are totally fine with Except that. It's sometimes not even Folgers. We are totally fine with that answer, but if you uh, yeah, no, I know. I if know. you want to stalling, if you uh, <laughs> I had a feeling <laughs> you were. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> some way to help our folks in the church fall in love with Scripture again, um, to actually embrace mm. that on their own, to actually uh, read it and. Um, even wrestle with it and talk about it and question it. Um, what a so controversial I, idea. <laughs> I know it's right. Isn't that um, sad? <laughs> and part of, and that comes out of part of this whole conversation. I, one of my responsibilities is um, adult discipleship at the church. And we've had our Bible studies, you know, we, we have mm-hmm. our classes and those are all good. And, but I think for a lot of people, that's where it stops, you know, that, mm-hmm. um, we, we want to, we want them to fall in love with scripture. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, let the scripture reveal Jesus and, and the Trinity yeah. and, and all that, of course. Right. Um, so we're not like worshiping scripture, but just as that, as far as the source of truth to live by. Sure. Yeah. So, um, absolutely. I, and I think if you do that, then you, you go beyond the Bible study, you, you, then it's yeah. transformative and, and that's the ultimate goal. Right. But, um, I think if we give scripture the authority that it's due, then I'm in it every day, man. And, and maybe even multiple times a day. And if I'm wrestling with something in life, I'm going to go. So, so I think, uh, coffee quality in church and, um, helping our <laughs> folks. And, and how do we do, how do we do that? Well, number one, it starts with the leaders. Leaders got to, I think that love of scripture is contagious. I hope as a leader in the church, people would see that in me because, uh, all right, here's oh, yeah. me, here's me rambling. Uh, sometimes, you know, preparing for sermons is a beautiful blessing. And other times I am beating my head against the mm-hmm. desk. You know, and I think it, absolutely, it, it absolutely. just it, really that wrestle match is like, I don't get it. But those times where I'm beating my head, once I recover from the concussion, those end up being the messages that where most people, and I'm not looking for the shout outs, but where people will say, Hey, I appreciate it. And I want to say, you don't know what I had to go through. <laughs> to, 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 right. There was a lot of pain and suffering in this yeah. and, and yeah. a lot of doubting myself and all that. So anyway, uh, well, yeah, it's Coffee. worth, it's worthwhile My to, gosh, yes. to, to yes. take the time to wrestle yes. with those. Difficult and it's a scriptures. biblical thing to do. Yeah. I think scripture itself uh, teaches us to wrestle, you, you know, the yeah. story of uh, Jacob and, and God wrestling, man, Jacob walks away, changed. He walks away blessed from mm-hmm. that. Uh, my wife, uh, says something that I laugh at sometimes, but I think it does have a lot of truth to it. And I think a lot of uh, marriages maybe have had this conversation about, um, uh, fights. So Uh-oh. like marriage, marriage fights. Oh, and so uh, you'll see where I'm going with this. Do we have time so, for this? Yeah. 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 So <laughs> all I was going to say is, uh, her, sometimes we will struggle with something. And at the end, she's like, the fact that I care enough to have this fight with you oh, yeah. means good. that Very good. I care a lot about care. making sure that this is working out good. Sure. And, sure. and I go, and Amen. I go, ah, cause my whole time I'm like, why are we fighting about this? Let's just, you know, yeah. uh, and in the same gotta, way, I think in the scripture, in the scripture, what we, what we often do is say, Oh, well, I'm good. 
um, you know, I just, I'll, I'll skip this one Let's or skip whatever. It. Yeah. And it's when tough. you struggle really is when God one. is truly yeah. happy with what you're reading. Cause like, sure. I feel like the second that you're struggling, it's that I want to know the true truth yeah. of this because I trust God with it, but I can't reconcile this right now. And so that leads to such a great conversation with God that ultimately kind of shapes and molds your heart. And I think that you were right on, right on point. And the that. fact that God yeah. is willing to wrestle with us. Absolutely. Yeah. He doesn't just smite us with a lightning bolt when we dare question. Yeah. What does that say about our God? Yeah. What does he care about? Man, Colin, that was brilliant. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, there you that go. Was, was. I, well, like uh, like I said, I'm not wise, but a lot of wise people around me tell me what to say in times when people <laughs> want me to be wise. <laughs> and that's from Jessica, so you can put that in the bank. All right, guys. Man. Well, if you can't be wise, can't... marry a wise woman. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's what I did. She is the smarter of the two of us. Amen. Sure. Amen. We'll make sure to like take that little clip and send it to Stacy and let her have that. Oh, just I'm going to go. I'm going to go a little MP3 file. So, thank you, Jamie, so yes. much for being yeah. here. Jamie, thank you for joining us. Thank you, really guys. Appreciate it. And, uh, this has been a blessing. Pleasure. Yeah. So, so glad to, to, uh, to have you share with us and with the with the community at large what 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 God's doing uh, through this uh, through this ministry. Yeah, and if you live somewhere else. Uh, Look into it. Your community might have room at the end. And so. if it does right. not, maybe ask your pastor or your associate pastor or your youth pastor. Or like send so us a message on Facebook and we'll get Jamie to fly out and start. <laughs> Jamie <laughs> apparently is the negotiator of room Look, at the end. All you have to Official. have is coffee. That's my consultation fee. <laughs> <laughs> good coffee. Good yeah, coffee. Good you, if, you, in case I wasn't clear. You meet with every like town. What do they call it? Uh, would you say the city manager? You meet yeah, with every yeah. city manager and you slide a cup of coffee across. And you say, awesome. maybe things can be better. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start here. <laughs> I have a vision. <laughs> All right, guys. Very well, good. thank you so much for listening tonight. Um, you know, like Zach said, check out Room at the Inn. Uh, if uh, Tell people about it if you have something going on. And if, if you don't, maybe talk to your um, community about uh, trying to get one started. It's such an amazing ministry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and don't, uh, don't think someone else has to be the one who starts it. It can be you. You can be the one who starts it in your community. And so uh, we just thank you again for listening to the podcast. Please check us out on all of the places you get your podcasts. We're on patreon.com slash houseplants and podcast. Yeah. And, uh, and check us out on social media. Please leave a comment, like, and subscribe or uh, whatever you want to call that. That's the thing people on YouTube say, but essentially what we want is feedback and a community from you all. So if you see stars, tap stars until you hit like five, lots lots of stars. Yeah. Yeah. We are okay with a bad rating as long as it's a rating. That's true. We'd yeah. rather have. We'd Is that rather, really true? Yeah, it does. It does help. We'd rather know have us, a so, rating yeah. than no rating at all. That's true. That's very true. Absolutely. I think we're we're constructive. We can, yeah, we can, we can handle it. We're 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 tough. We yeah. talked about Jamie's <laughs> advice about criticism. It's like chewing gum and you take it in and get what you need. That's true. We've mentioned that like every other episode. You, <laughs> Jamie's a big inspiration. To say. All right, guys. <laughs> we love you. We will see you next time. Peace. Peace. Ah, you both said it.